it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. This week we speak with Lisa Proud and Jonathan Craig about a dance performance which is currently underway in Victoria. There are still a couple of days if you would like to catch it. Lisa, New Horizons is clearly the radio program from Blind Citizens Australia. Why are we here talking about a dance performance? Well, um, I have been thinking about accessibility with my show, I Am Not This Body, ever since the conception of it. And um, for me, it's it's a very emotional um, autobiography, and I really wanted to be able to convey my story as much as I could to as many people as I could. And I hate I, I love dance so much, and I just hate to think of anybody missing out on um, on my work. <laughs> just simply because it wasn't accessible. So we're having audio description with my my performance. And we were just talking prior to uh, commencing the recording about audio description, particularly in regard to dance performances. Jonathan Craig is with us, and he had a really interesting perspective on that. Jonathan, tell us about when you've attended audio described dance performances and what that meant to you. Yeah, well, it's something that... I've only had access to uh, relatively recently and uh, mostly through um, audio described performances I've seen since I moved to Victoria. Um, Before I saw audio described dance, I found uh, going to live dance performances really put uh, under severe pressure whoever was with me because they really had to find ways to describe something that was very difficult to dis- to like convey to somebody who didn't understand movement automatically and they had to find it you know on the spot uh, in the moment whereas I think you know when you're seeing an audio described dance performance that is totally different because uh, the describer has had time to think about the terminology and to work with the performer and to understand what the performer is seeking to convey so there's uh, through building a relationship with the performer and the work uh, the description you know provides a lot more detail and you also don't feel that sense that you're you know requiring somebody to think really hard while they're also trying to enjoy the show Mm. Lisa why is it that you've been thinking about accessibility what is it that's brought it to your attention well I am a person with a disability myself I have um, a form of short stature um, called achondroplasia and it's that's dwarfism and so um the the disabled community really means a lot to me so i have i have friends who are blind and and have low vision so i thought how can can i convey my story to them so um i i just really think that the arts should be for everybody so that's why i've been thinking about it and wanting to do something about it so tell us a bit about your performance. Um, how did it come about and, and what does it involve for you? 
Well, for me, uh, the performance is about it's it's autobiographical. It's it's um, my relationship with my body and coming to understand um, that I have this, and it it shows the journey towards me landing in my skin, and I see that as acceptance of self. Um, so yeah, I I go through the set, and and it's it's like going through memories, and it's like a reveal of of different aspects of of my life, and coming to terms with that, engaging with it. I I use um, some some props to help me navigate that. Uh, there are many. Um, store mannequins in my in my show as well as some plaster casts I have made of my my own body because I have never seen a, a mannequin or a statue that looks like me mm. I, I've seen other people that look like me but I've never I've never seen my body represented in in the stores here in Australia so yeah that's how I I do it and and I move through the space yeah I have to say Lisa um you know I uh, have the, you know have a very similar experience um you know of uh you know many listeners will know that I'm a blind person but perhaps fewer will know that I'm also a wheelchair user and I also have the experience of kind of living in a, a body which doesn't feel like like other bodies um mm. and um you know i saw a, a a little glimpse in of rehearsal last year and you know it it felt like you were bringing it, you know externalizing kind of feelings that i have felt very yeah. intense and difficult difficult feelings you know um in a very uh, in a way that perhaps others could could empathise with and understand in a way that they might not have before. Yeah, and and that's what I'm hoping with with this performance that that people can identify themselves within the performance. Um, I have learned so much from doing it, and and I've had a lot of reflecting time times of reflection while I've been. Um, creating it and creating the dance sequences around it and and realizing that um, landing in our own skin and and accepting ourselves where we where we are at is is a universal experience like we we all age we all mm. um, we all have times where we go through self-loathing or mm. or we feel really good about ourselves mm. so i'm i'm really hoping that that through the exploration i have on the stage that people can can find themselves in that and go i can identify with her because i'm feeling as though i can now identify even it like it feels it feels strange to say it but even with fashion models i'm sure they go through days of doubt and insecurity about how they look or how they present themselves so yeah it's really interesting to to hear you both of you say these things because it's a it's a perspective that for me is completely foreign 
Mm. Mm. I did want to talk a little bit about the warehouse residency for disabled artists that uh, Lisa, you were the recipient of. How did that come about, and and how were you involved with that, Jonathan? Well, um, so the warehouse residency was an idea that Arts House um, kind of came up with as as part of their first disability inclusion action plan, uh, and and that kind of contained this general idea of finding a way to include and platform more uh, artists with disability, but they uh, really went well beyond, you know, that general idea and thought, what, how can we really specifically uh, kind of ad- address the barriers to, uh, you know, uh, disabled artists being able to develop and perform their work? And so... Um, I was one of the people involved in the uh, co-design of the warehouse residency and really the conversations about, okay, what is it actually that gets in the way of uh, a, a disabled artist being able to to create a, a work and how can we take away those obstacles? My understanding is that this particular residency, though, is only open to Victorian artists? Yes, or or artists who are currently based in Victoria, yes. Mm. I heard about this opportunity of the warehouse residency and I thought this seems like a platform where I can present this idea and maybe they can provide time and space for me to be able to go in and at least explore. And I think... um, in Australia, I don't think there's been many professional pathways opened up in mm. in universities mm. for for people like myself who don't have um, what you would call an average body or whatever mm. to to go into dance and and theatre. So there's not many pathways. So I hadn't had the the educational training to know exactly how to put all this together so the warehouse residency provided support in areas that I had no clue about and really I'm the choreographer and and the artist it's not up to me to know how to rig lights or or to put the sound together I I'm I'm the move I'm all about the movement and the story Hmm. so the warehouse provided an area where those things were um, were given and and were part of the residency where I could um, these people would consult with me. I would consult with them. This is the mood I'm going for. The, this is the idea. Um, how do we make it work? Lisa, you were the first winner, but the uh, the process is about to open again. I understand. Yes, it's uh, opening again on the 9th of November to the 23rd of January. Um, Lisa, your work is going to be um, online, available online digitally to stream, um, uh, which is really cool, as well as another work from one of the other um, warehouse recipients, Roya the Destroyer, whose work, um, The Birth and Death of a Physical Artist, is also going to be uh, up available online to view and stream as well. Well, Lisa, tell us about your performance. When can people see it and how? Okay, um, my performance opens on the 11th of October and we have six performances up until the 15th of October. Um, there will be Auslan interpreted... We, oh, we have an Auslan interpreted 
show. Every show is audio described and we have a tactile tour. Um, it's it's not a relaxed performance in the traditional sense of the word, but people are um, welcome to come and go as they please, stim, um, make react to the work in any mm. way they choose and also we're um, going to be shown in digital fringe and that starts on the 16th of October. The live performance will be held at Arts, Arts House in North Melbourne and you can just go to the Arts House website um, artshouse.com.au or um, for the digital performance just go to the Melbourne Fringe website. And obviously when you have a dance performance, Lisa, there is a musical or sound element. Tell us a little bit about that. What is the soundtrack? Okay, um, I've engaged um, the wonderful Dan West um, on this performance and we, we have worked together in other shows over the years. Um, Dan had had a really clear idea right from the beginning um, once I started talking to him about what this show was about and and of course it's a solo performance so he had a really clear idea that if it's one solo performer then the sound will be made by one instrument and he has created a, quite an emotive soundtrack mm. Um, that that loops back in on itself and gets quite intricate. Dan's actually a guitarist from like a funky band called Cooking on Three Burners. So when I found out that he was the same person that was creating all of these, like uh, using a loop pedal, creating this massive wall of sound that comes at you like a wave, and I just was like, yeah, I did not expect that to be coming <laughs> from from him. I uh, find it like a sound bath it's really yeah. amazing and and it's it really leads me through through the the landscape of the show and if you'd like to contact blind citizens australia you can call 1-800-033-660 1-800-033-660 or you can email bca at bca.org.au bca at bca.org.au i'll talk to you again next week we'll achieve the realization of our dreams of our dreams